So today I realized that it's May, which is crazy. Time is flying by. Um, But I also realized that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I find this topic to be really hard for people to talk about um, because it usually brings up a lot of struggles that people have in their life. And I know that everybody deals with mental health on um, different levels. Some people have had some really traumatic experience happen in their life or, you know, if they suffer with depression, anxiety, um, you know, other disorders that are related to mental health. Um, I didn't realize, but one in five Canadians suffer with mental illness and it's usually the result of an interaction of either physical, environmental uh, or social factors. So today I just wanted to talk a little bit about this because I've noticed that it seems like lately and I don't know if it's just me observing this but it does and I haven't actually looked into like the statistics but I have noticed that it seems like a lot of people really are struggling today than they ever have before and I was really trying to figure out what the difference is today compared to say five or ten years ago and I truly feel that since our technology has really advanced over the years it has really been great for us and how we're living our life but then I also find that it is really it's been really tough for a lot of us. Um, we're surrounded by, you know, if, if I'm looking at, say, social media, for example, we are, you post something and you get a like and it's like that instant gratification. Um, and with Instagram, you know, you're posting a picture and um, you're getting likes or you're hashtagging it just to get just to get that photo out there and to get more followers and you know there's apps out there where you can upload a photo and it can edit the way that you look if you've got wrinkles it will make you look flawless um there's snapchat to make you add filters onto your photo which i mean don't get me wrong yes some of those filters are really fun but i think it's taking away of your true authentic self and I think we can get so sucked into um you know how is this it's almost I almost feel as if social media is a way of representing your self-worth And I think that's where it can get really toxic. And I know that because I have lived that. Um, And I especially have noticed that just being on my fitness journey. um, I've come a long ways, let me tell you. But the beginning of it was really tough because when I really got into fitness, I was following all of these women on Instagram that you know, had the most perfect looking body and, you know, they're gorgeous and they had all these things about them that I was jealous of. And I found that then I just was pulling back from myself and I wasn't loving myself for who I was because I was comparing myself to other people. I was actually really happy to see today when I logged on to Instagram, um, 
that they decided to remove the amount of likes on your profile. And that's huge. I really hope that there will be a time where you can connect with people and share things with other people, but it not be surrounded by, you know, likes or followers on your Instagram. Um, be just because I don't think that's what it should be about. I apologize. My dog's barking in the background. Um, but yeah, I think, um, if you are using your social media properly, then it could be a good thing and you can really connect with other people. But, um, I feel like you can almost spiral down that rabbit hole and, I think that that is long-term really hard on society. Um, And I think that it has made things so easy and accessible for people to love them when they don't even know how to love themselves. So the other thing that I've noticed is that there is also so many diet fads out there. I, (laughs) it's everywhere, you know, people say you should be eating this or you should be doing this and you're going to feel great and you're going to lose all of this weight and whatever happened to just enjoying your food and listening to your body and doing what you want to do and what works for you and not what others are telling you what you should be doing. I am just, I guess I'm just such a big believer in that. Um, Although what I also struggle with, and I know other people struggle with this as well, is self-sabotaging when you want to eat something that you know is not good for you. Like, for example, if someone brings in a bunch of donuts into work and you see that donut, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it oh, I shouldn't be eating that because I didn't work out today or, you know, I don't, I shouldn't be eating that. It's going to make me feel like crap. And yeah, sometimes it does. (laughs) Um, But I think it is so important to really think about what is this negative self-talk that is coming into your mind when you are making these decisions. And I know I have a hard time with that sometimes, but I've gotten better. If someone brings in donuts, I'm going to eat that fucking donut and I'm going to enjoy it because I love food and I have formed a better relationship with food. And that has taken me years. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, um, but I just think that we as a society get so involved with what the media is telling us to do and man is that ever hard to get out of um and just another thing that I realized as well is that just with my own personal experience I used to be a huge people pleaser for most of my life. And if I kind of think back to, you know, when I was in junior high and high school, I was that kind of person where I was friends with everybody. I didn't really have that group of people that I was part of, but I didn't, 
I, yeah, I didn't really want to be part of just a group because I wanted to be friends with everybody. And that's just who I am. I don't like to judge people for who they are. And I try to accept them for who they are because um, I know that everybody has a story and I just don't feel like it's fair to judge people that way. But what I ended up doing for most of my life is that I would say yes to so many things. And even if that meant that I was not listening to my own needs and my self-worth was so low. And for most of my life, I had a lot of people take advantage of me over the years, which in turn really affected my own inner voice. And I, you know, as of recently, I've had to kind of dig deep and figure out where this came from. Um, I always had that feeling of not feeling good enough or not feeling like I'm smart enough. Therefore, I cannot do things in my life or accomplish certain things in my life that I see as big goals. Um, But it it was this talk that I told myself for so many years. Um, Even in, say, I don't know, I think it goes back to probably even elementary, junior high. Elementary, I had a really hard time reading. I had a hard time picking up things that I learned in school. And I even, I'll never forget, I had a teacher actually embarrass me in front of the classroom because she made me feel stupid. And that has stuck with me for my entire life. And, you know, I always had a hard time with math. Um, Yeah, just like, if I learned something in school, just taking in what I was trying to learn. I had a really hard time. My mom even, like my parents really tried to help me out. I had tutors try and help me because um, I had a hard time learning. But I realized that I am one of those learners where I, I need to see it. I need to do it. I need to feel it. Like I am not one of those learners where I can read something and I've got it. But that was that self-talk that I just thought that I was not smart. Therefore, I never thought that I would be able to accomplish these things that I have now because I've gotten better. Um, and yeah, I told myself like, oh, I couldn't, I can't go to college because I don't have good grades and I'm not smart and I just don't have the brain to do it. But like, man, these words can really, they can take over your life. And when you realize that you can do that and that you have to almost take a step back from these thoughts and you almost have to be an observer because most of the thoughts that we have are, they usually come from things that have happened in our childhood you know, if situations have that happened. And at the time it might seem very small, but it has, it really, it really does affect us later on in life. So I realize that I'm really rambling on in this podcast. (laughs) Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is with this whole mental health awareness, um, I think it's important to not only recognize this one month out of the year, but I think it's really important for people to talk 
and be open and be vulnerable. And I know that it's not easy. Let me tell you, (laughs) starting this podcast was not easy for me, but I just did it. And I've learned that I need to start doing things that scare me. Um, And even just talking about this topic, I'm not going to lie, it's not easy because I'm being vulnerable and I'm bringing up past childhood experiences. And um, yeah, it. I think just as humans, we need to do more of that, do more of the things that are challenging and that we find scary because um, it's going to connect us to more people and it's really going to connect us with ourselves. And that at the end of the day is the most important part is connecting with ourselves because really life is happening for us not to us so if I can give any advice if you're struggling if you're going through something talk to someone and if you're not quite there yet maybe journal like get it out somehow anyways that's what's on my mind lately (laughs) I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll connect with you guys soon.